the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Tuesday. I failed to mention it was Taco Tuesday. It is indeedy. I'm not sure I may have me a taco or two when I get home tonight. Have you had your tacos today, my man? It's usually not on Tuesday, no. No, okay. So Skins is always having to be different, right? He's one of these people. Speaking of that, he and I had a little difference of opinion about rain and water, and Frankie says... I think you just need to ask Gary. Yeah, well, we'll get to him in a momento. Uh, here's what Frankie had to say <laughs> about, uh, before we bring you in, Gary, just to let you know, we had a little, little thing last hour. I said, there's two kinds of people, those that see rain coming as a way to clean your car and those who see rain as making your car dirty. Frankie on the, uh, Facebook live stream said, just came back inside from adding soap onto my truck. <laughs> it's looking good with this hard downpour. It's washing itself at the moment. Well played, my man, Frankie. All right, Gary Quackenbush. Always glad to have you here on Tuesday night for our News You Can Use segment. Which one are you? Do you see rain? Because it's coming Monday, by the way. Is this going to clean your truck? Or are you like skins and you think rain makes it dirty? Okay. It depends on whether it's the first rain. The first what? rain will make your car dirty. After that, it cleans it. Because... These, it gets the, because if it's your car sitting out there and it's like the first rain, especially a drizzle, takes the dust out of the air, puts it on the truck. Okay, I have a white truck. I don't see the dirt anyway. Gary, so, tell that to the spots on my car. Okay. <laughs> well, the spots on your car, the, see, rain is not hard water. It's actually soft water. And if your car is already clean. Oh, Gary, trust me, my car's it. already clean. I'm OCD and get it detailed almost every Okay, week. we're actually getting a far too in nah, the weeds nah. on this situation. I don't know what a yeah. first. You open the can, Andrew. You know, this is what happens when you ask a brilliant attorney a question, right? You're going to get an answer. I had a grandma that way. Grandma Mary Lee, she was that way. You asked, you asked grandma a question, you got an answer. And sometimes it would take a whole pot of, of beans because we would sit and snap <laughs> beans before we'd get to that, to that a pot of beans. You oh never snapped goodness. beans? You never snapped beans with your grandma? Oh, I have snapped beans, not with my grandma. Okay. My grandma used to dig the little seeds out of the pomegranates. That was fun. <laughs> Gary, pineapple like on pizza, yes or no? Do what? What? Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Of course. No, no. As long as and, it's with pepperoni. No, and we relitigate. None of that Canadian bacon stuff. It, well, we're not, and, and by the way, we're not relitigating, okay? We, that was last night's office. topic. We've moved on from that, the insanity. You know what I say, Gary Quackenbush? I feel some pressure. Put, I feel some pressure. Put pineapple and pizza, go to jail. That's what I have to say. And by the way, the Alex Murtaugh case, start, the trial started yesterday. They're in jury selection. It's going to be absolutely 
insane and a must watch so for you crime watchers here's my here's my um my dream is to i'm going to invite emily D, emily d baker on the show i doubt i'll be able to get her she's the world's number one law tuber when it comes to true crime uh she's not your kind of lawyer she handles a different kind of law um speaking of law gary quackenbush um do you have anything wacky for us this week i need a laugh oh my gosh wacky like completely like my day okay well and so some of these things we have to be really serious because somebody has gone through the trouble of putting forth legislation getting the vote getting majority vote it was either voted in by the voters or it was put in with legislature okay so this is important in Fresno, California, visitors are – it is illegal in Fresno to bother lizards at city parks. <laughs> See, I think what happened is somebody – somebody's probably walking along and they saw this tail wiggling along, just uh-huh. the tail bleeding, and they probably stepped on it and it freaked them out. They said, I'm going to make a law. That's got to be illegal. Because, you know, some people, they joke and they say, that's got to be illegal. But it was some guy that had some legislative authority or whatever and said, you know what? That scared my daughter. I'm going to make that illegal. I'm going to show her that I love her. I, th- You know what? I think I think you're too kind-hearted. I think this is a PETA move going way back because I think somebody like me, because when we were kids growing up in the South, and there's li- lizards everywhere, but we would play with the lizards. We'd pick them up and we'd have them roll, you know, crawl all over us, and sometimes the tail would get pinched off, and you know what? They don't bleed. They grow back, right? The tails grow back on the lizards. Lizards yeah. were our friends, okay? And there's- we hung out and we played with lizards where I come from. And Just somebody- don't do it in Fresno, Andrew Kay. Exactly. So what happened was so there was some innocent kid like me playing with a lizard back in the day when I was like seven or eight and some you know you know lib crazy liberal decided that that was just unacceptable to see a little kid playing with a lizard and so they decided to put an end to the fun because isn't that so much about what wokeism is doing these days putting an end to fun I mean you can't hardly watch a good comedy show anymore right they've ruined true. they've ruined comedy that's true. Oh my gosh! Don't. That's why I've got to get my comedy from you on Tuesday nights with your wacky laws. Okay, this is a good one. <laughs> in Berkeley, now I don't know why. I, I, my I, my opinions on this too, and I'm sure Skins does. But in Berkeley, California, which is that's whacked up anywhere, right? Yeah. Um, it is illegal to whistle for a lost canary before seven a.m. <laughs> Well, I'm anti-whistling anyway. I will tell you guys, I don't care if you're whistling for a canary or what you are. My dad was a whistler, and it it was like nails on a chalkboard to me. I about could not stand it. And he was great. I mean, he could whistle a complicated tune, and you could recognize it. I mean, he could have been the dude on Name That Tune putting the songs out there, and it was like... I, I, I just wanted to jab myself in the eyeball with a pen to Andrea, end the pain. That is so sad. I feel, <laughs> you, are I feel you, this loss. Are you a whistler? I love to whistle. Oh, um, I love to whistle. I can whistle breathing in or out. I can just whistle without even stopping. You can't even tell that I've been breathing. All right, like, give us an example. Can you, do, can you do Dark Side of the Moon um, whistling? <laughs> <laughs> Dark Side uh, of the Moon? Well, I, I have to... <laughs> I no, I can't whistle "Dark Side of the Moon." That's that's just weird. well, okay. Can you whistle um, "Another Brick in the Wall" by Pink Floyd? What can you whistle? I mean, if you're going to make me endure whistling, you got to come up with something classic, something good. Okay. Oh my gosh! The theme I, I from feel... The Godfather. Oh wow, these are just really good ones. Um, how about I don't know the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
That's not the good, the bad, and the ugly? I don't know. Okay. All right, we're going to get... Now, that's actually not it. Where he skins is shaking his head. He's like, this is the worst radio I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, the taps... I, and okay. now I'm like spacing on any song at all, you know. Of, I can't of course, because now you've got world right now. Now you've got performance anxiety. I tell you what, we're going to get into I some do. news Stage, you can right. use, <laughs> and then and then you can you can take us out going to break with the the whistle song of your of your choice. Okay, well, okay, I'll do that all at the right. same time. All right. So okay. what you got first this week? Oh wait, this is all about trusts, wills, and trusts. Okay. okay. What I'm finding, and this is literally in the last couple of weeks, I interview people every day. I talk to a lot of people who feel like they are getting ripped off because they're, and it's usually the brother, don't know why, we just put brothers in as successor trustees, but you know, the so mom and dad are gone, brother is the successor trustee, and the kids, the other, the siblings are like, I, in fact, this was a call into the radio, my radio show was last week, she called in, she said, my mom and dad died a year ago, my brother is, there, is the successor trustee, I have not heard a peep for 12 months wow did your parents have any property they have a house a retirement account i think they had life insurance and they had some cash and we haven't heard a peep in a year i went oh no oh but people wait too long i was gonna say what made her wait a year because they think oh but you know if i bring it up i know my brother's really busy and i should trust him and and i know he's just he's got lots going on and so i'm just gonna leave it for now because i feel so selfish if i i feel greedy if i go where's my money but it's like no that money was left to you by your parents and you need to find out like now the law requires him to tell you what the trust says within two months so the law wants you to get moving on it too but waiting a year that's crazy and yeah. what happened i'm telling her i said what about cars? What about bank accounts? What about bills being paid? She goes, I have no idea. Well, what if he sold the car and now he has the money and now he's hauling off? Because I've seen where you know we were going after a successor trustee that stole the money. They took the money. And, and when we contacted the guy, he said, I didn't steal the money. Mom and dad gave it to me. I said, that's not what the trust says. Right. I know what the trust says, but mom and dad told me that house was for me. And he transferred it into his own name. It's like, no, the trust says it goes to you and your sister. I know that's what it says, but mom and dad told me this is my, it's always been my house. I've lived there with mom and dad the last you know five years. It's my house. So I put it in my name. Trustees do that all the time. It's like really the document says specifically what has to be done and they decide to ignore it. That's illegal. That's wrong. I was just going to say, okay, right. So, okay, so let's talk about the process here because my first thought that I had in my mind when you're talking about what if he sold a car or whatever, and I'm thinking, I'm wondering what the discovery process is then to try to follow the money and and get the documents and uncover what's happened here. But then the other other question I have is if this is illegal, what about getting, what's the process to getting him criminally charged and now he's no longer the trustee it's not well it's not going to be criminal unless it gets like really extreme but normally this is it's just illegal civilly there are laws so that, like a that, contempt of court kind of situation it's more like um damages oh, so it's okay. a contractual issue okay when i say i'm using the term illegally really loosely in, in where the law prohibits him from doing this so if you do a then well, something you know, can be illegal, things. but not criminal in it according to criminal code. So exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So it's all most of the stuff in um, probate court is going to be civil. 
you know, so that if it's illegal civilly, he's not, you know, he's not allowed. It's a breach of his fiduciary duty. It is illegal for him to take the property. So that's, you know, that's stealing it from the trust. Um, It's civil theft, not criminal theft necessarily. Okay. Um, So if he takes money from the trust, then we, we go after the person. Usually you have to go to probate court to try to compel these things, but you file a petition to have him removed as the trustee to provide an accounting. Um, you uh, declare that there's a a, um, a constructive trust that he because he took money out of the real trust that he's that we say he is now constructively holding that money in trust. It's just out of the original trust. Now it's in one that he's constructively created, um, you know, by law. Um, and then damages. If there's damages, if there's loss, if there's costs, if there's fees to recover, those are all damages that are chargeable typically against the trustee. So if you if you do it soon enough, and the trustee's messing with things and causing damages, and you know investing in what he's not supposed to, those things can be damages that, be, that are taken out of the trustee's share of the distribution. If he's already taken all the money, now you're going after him civilly to go and find the money and and get it back. And that's a really that's a situation you don't want to be in because it could be gone. It could be just completely squandered. People, Andrea, people wait too long. And I just I I think they feel bad. I think, you know, after you lose your parents, there's a lot of real emotional issues. There's things going on. You, You know, you feel bad that they're gone. Then you feel okay because they were sick. And, you know, and then your brother's really busy. And so you don't want to bother him. And then you get back into life and next thing you know, it's been six months and nothing's happened. And that's yeah. just a difficult thing. But I, I always tell beneficiaries, don't don't wait. And no. it's not selfish to, to ask the trustee to do their job. And the reality the is, as uncomfortable as it is to confront and to deal with it, it's only going to be worse when you find out that they've squandered, when they've done something wrong. If they're on the up oh, and yes. up, you're not going to have a you're not going to have a problem with following up. And if they're not on the up and up, you're only procrastinating and making your situation worse. And the confrontation that and what you're going to have to go through is only going to be exponentially worse if you wait down the road. And so, um, yes. you know, yes. uh, so uh, prevention, how do you prevent that scenario with a trust? You make if your parents had a trust and you know who the trustee is, they are required within 60 days of the date of death to provide you with a copy of the terms of the trust. So that gets the communication started. And then they're supposed to provide if you request it and you don't if you you don't want to request things too soon, but you just you can request I want an accounting. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what property they have. And they've got to provide that. And if they're not doing it, if they're not communicating at all, <clears throat> we jump on it right away. Yeah. But if yeah. the trustee's saying, you know, okay, here's the bank statement. Here's the accounting. Here, I'm keeping it on, you know, QuickBooks or, you know, here, here's here's the progress that we're making and, and stays in communication. That's, that's a no-brainer. That's like, okay, give that person time to do their job. Just make sure they're doing their job. Yeah. But if it's silent and he's not responding to texts or emails, you've got to go after that yeah. because you don't know what's going on. What if, what if he took the money and put it in his name or put the house in his name or the car or something like that? Because they can do that as the trustee. Yeah. They take it from the trust. They put it in their name. And then what if they have creditor problems or they get sued and now it gets lost to a creditor? Yeah. How do you recover that from your brother that you just don't. lost it? Yeah, you, you don't. Know, it's just it's you can't you cannot wait if it's been if it's been more than two months since your parents have died and you've heard nothing. It's time to get on it. Yeah, really. And it, it just you've got to protect your rights. Absolutely. And, Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. 855-500-TRUST.
Okay. Oh, you have an event coming up. Tell everybody about it. Oh, yes. Thursday. This Thursday, the 26th at 630 at the Handlery Hotel in Mission Valley uh, in Hotel Circle. We're doing a – it's a seminar in person with refreshments, not dinner, but um, it is me. I'm going to be talking about this kind of stuff, you know, the the wills, the trusts, power of attorneys, and I have a, a financial fiduciary advisor. The guy is like knows so much about money. He's a national radio talk show host on money, and his name is Anthony Wright, and he will be with me on Thursday at 6.30. You've got to call my office and get an appointment, get your seat reserved, and that is 855-500-TRUST. So it's going to be really, really fun. 855-500-TOS. We have a whole bunch of people that have already registered. It's going to be super fun. So I wish I could be there, but you know, I'm going to be here in my studio. I know you. I feel feel like if you didn't have a guest, we should just call you, like get you. (laughs) Say, hey, Andrea, say hi to the people. (laughs) Well, have fun without me, even though I I wish I could be there and appreciate you being here and and sharing uh, content that people can actually use for their lives. Appreciate you, Gary Quackenbush. Thank you. Appreciate you very much, Andrea. Have a good one. Thank you, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got to play a clip from our man, James uh, Senator Kennedy. You're just going to love this. We've got so much more to get to with tonight. Breaking news out of San Diego that's great news that we got to share with you guys when we come back. So don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So I was restricted today on Facebook for six days because I posted a picture of, I don't know what this event was at, but it was a, a, a man in glittery pants with a microphone coming out of his crotch with a little boy speaking into the microphone. And I posted, oh, but you're not allowed to use the word groomer as they're grooming children for sex. And that's what this movement's about. And, of course, Facebook pretty much immediately uh, restricted me for six days uh, for that and, like, an extended period for other things like going live. Look, we got to start pushing back against the evil that is taking place in this country. And it's just targeted at children. And one of the suggestions is, is that we use our voice. I'm going to continue to use it here. I'm speaking at a Republican group tomorrow. I'm going to be talking about it tomorrow. And I got to give a hat tip tonight. Uh, and pushing back is what we have to do. And we actually, before I give you guys, a, a, you know, a, a potential not, or at least a nominee at this point for here of the week, Dave Chappelle, um, we are starting pushing back is having success. And particularly in schools, I would normally wait to share this with you guys uh, for Friday with Bob Walters. Um, but we've got a, a Tennessee teacher who says she's quitting because um, uh, there's people who don't want the LBGTQXYZ propaganda in the classrooms, and those people are taking over education. So here's a little nod to a win, clip nine. I have no idea what comment this video goes back to, but the comment, like, there's a, a groomer flag in the background. I was able to pull a screen grab, and if you see in my old classroom, I had my pride flag right there. It's in a different spot in my new classroom. It's still there. Here's the thing. I am going to quit. I'm 100% going to quit. And it is because, not comments like this, but it is because people like this have taken over or starting to take over education and education is not what it once was and it's not worth it anymore. I support every single one of my students, no matter what their views are. So, good. Don't let the door hit you. Girl, don't go away mad. Just go away, right? Just go away. It's working. The pushback is working. 
She supports all her students. That's not what this movement about is about. It's about it's about recruiting children into transgenderism. That's not support. It's recruitment. It's evil. It's absolutely evil. But we're winning. We're winning. We got to continue to push back. And I like how Dave Chappelle pushed back. Uh, he uh, and, and and this was from his podcast called The Midnight Miracle. Here's what he had to say. This is some serious pushback. And there might be people, even conservatives, that think, excuse me, I'm getting the hiccups. I'm going to have to take it. That actually works, by the way, to cure my hiccups. Um, Now I'm going to yawn, though. Okay. So Dave Chappelle, in his latest episode on his podcast, The Midnight Miracle, uh, he suggested that the, the... Trans LBGTQ movement, their fam- favorite insult word, transphobe, is actually the modern day equivalent of the N word. That's pretty. That's pretty serious. Now he can get away with saying that because he's African American, right? Although Dave Chappelle, he's been has he not been the target for the left? And you know what? He refuses to back down. Early in the show, I was saying the Democrats, you know, wokeism destroys everything, fun and particularly comedy. He doesn't back down. And what he and one of the reasons why he said he came to this conclusion was that protesters had come to the Varsity Theater in Minneapolis last year when he was doing a scheduled performance. He said the venue was a last minute replacement after the First Avenue Club canceled Chappelle due to pressure from trans activists. And he says, quote, there were grown people of various genders and gender identities. He says they threw eggs. They threw eggs at the fans who were lined up to see the show. They were doing all that blank, throwing eggs. And they had this rallying cry. They go, go home, transphobe. They kept saying that. Go home, transphobe. And blank you, transphobe. He says it was really confusing. But if you replace the word transphobe for the N-word, it makes great sense. He went on to say, um, I'm not even mad that they take issue with my work. Good, fine. Who cares? What I take issue with is the idea that because they don't like it, I'm not allowed to say it. It's the ultimate in bullying. It's suppression. It's oppression. And so he's absolutely right. He said, art is a nuanced endeavor. I have a belief that they're trying to take the nuance out of speech in American culture, that they're making people speak as if they're either on the right or the left. It's actually worse than that. Dave Chappelle. It's about you're going to participate in our lifestyle by saying, by supporting it, using the validation and the words and compelling speech, or we're going to hurt you. So I think he's absolutely right to make that comparison as harsh as it is. Because they're now feeling completely entitled and emboldened to physical violence to get what they want. And the level of hate against those of us that don't support their movement is just as it is just as deep and just as de- destructive and just as evil as the level of hate against somebody for a skin color what's the difference hate is hate and this is why I hate hate crimes legislation because it raises the level of victims as as some more important than others in the case of Dave Chappelle and his fans they're equally hated because of their opinion, as any as any person has ever hated for their skin color. Going to take a break. We come back. We do have good news uh, in San Diego. And we also have a follow-up to the YMCA story here out of San Diego. So don't go anywhere. More Andrew K. Show on its way.
news, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We're going to go to the phones. Jack from Oceanside's on the line. He wants to talk about that Facebook post of mine that got banned. Hey, Jack. Yeah, so you, you posted a picture on Facebook and then they suspended your account? Restricted my account, yeah. So there's a variety of different restrictions. And the image was of, I'm not sure what event this was, but it was an adult male, shirtless, with glittery, like, Liberace pants on, and he had a microphone coming out from his crotch with a little, look like a three-year-old boy speaking into the microphone that was obviously a phallic symbol. And it was pedophilia. That's right. what this is. And, so of course... The question is, have yeah. you considered um, just not using Facebook? I have, um, but, and, and I don't, and this is actually my second Facebook account. The reason why I do it, and the only, and I don't spend a lot of time there, if you'll notice, I maybe post two or three times a day. I think I posted once over the weekend. I'm not a heavy user. Um, it's actually my second Facebook account. I actually had one where I had a profile with 5,000 friends and I had an actual called like a fan page with thousands of people following me and Facebook took them down and, and, you know, I, you know, now I mainly do it so that I can stream live because I've got like some great conservative peeps out there. So, you know, I'm not going to let them run me off. There was a time when I thought that everybody should get off of Facebook and Twitter, but I don't think we win when we do that. Um, I don't think we win. Could I think you do the same thing on, say, Truth Social. Uh, I tried Truth Social. I've just struggled. I, I haven't been on Twitter pretty much in a week. I'm not, I'm just, social media isn't my thing. I don't enjoy it. And so other than Facebook where I've got great, you know, f- you know, f- listeners that are my friends and my family on Facebook, you know, I can't, Twitter, Truth Social didn't initially have an Android app. And so by the time they came out with it and I was able to get an account, it was so late. And it's just like, it can't seem to get into it. And I also think, I think Trump really should go back on Twitter. I think that, I don't think that we solve any problems um, by abandoning um, the ability to message and communicate with people. Do you have any accounts that you've been able to monetize? Well, I was in the process of being able to monetize the accounts Facebook took down. Instagram, I'm not allowed to monetize because of my views. Twitter, I'm not allowed to monetize because of my views. Well, well, actually, with Twitter, they're kind of bringing back the blue check thing. But, you know, it it just doesn't really have any... Uh, the monetizing days are behind us because of, of the censoring that was done, really. So I'm different. Uh, I've never used the Internet I've never used a computer or a cell phone. Uh, some people say I'm a Luddite, but that's not really true. I just, uh, I think the whole process has, um, at the end of the day, it's produced negative results for us as a, as a population. Well, I think on balance, I think... Problems and it solves. Well, I think that, um, I think that's in part because government, and got involved. Government ruins everything. And I think when it, when social media first started and we didn't have censorship and we didn't have algorithms and you would you would go on Facebook and it would just be a scroll of if you had 10 friends 
and they were posting, it would just scroll. There were no controls. And then, of course, the government had to get involved and give them 230 protections and start working with algorithms and content controls. Then they set up, they made it look like it was a great way to monetize, and a lot of conservatives were, and then they realized that they were being shadow banned. So, you know, by by government involvement ended up ruining it, quite frankly. And yeah. and then and then in terms of the impact on society, you also have a situation to where people, uh, you know, you know, uh, parents not, you know, um, allowing their children to be babysat by social media is a problem. So the outcomes is uh, social crimes. You were talking about uh, hate crimes. Uh, that's really um, a thought crime. Uh, the. The human emotion to hate is actually protected by the First Amendment. You I don't believe right. in I don't believe in hate crime. Hate. I don't believe in hate crime legislation. I'm not for it. I think that these social media sh- sites should let anybody say whatever they want to say. They all have block buttons. They all have unfollow buttons. They all have mute buttons. Nobody needs to be nobody needs to be confronted. Other than child pornography, I believe in free speech. Well, it's just a matter of time before they uh, create laws. Uh, making certain speech a crime. Um, but yes. you, you know, I think, didn't Chappelle actually use the N-word? He might have, but I don't use the N-word. So, but I think he's got you, the you right... You understand, to, though, there's no law against using that word. Of course I understand that. There, of course there's no law against using it. The, that's that's you, what I'm talking yeah. about. It's like a, one of the things the Internet has done is created social laws. Exactly. And it's, it's part of cancel culture and it's part of the exactly. cultural Marxist movement to, to control the nation. And the Republican Party and the establishments kind of got, let them get away with it. You know, when you, when I've got Kimberly Hunt, I played a lot of clips from, from the CBS and I've been a fan of Kimberly Hunt. I think she's done a great job over the years. But, you know, I, there's no way anybody's going to force me to refer to a man as a she for a paycheck. I just think, look, if there was more people that when they get uh, canceled or restricted by, say, like Facebook, if they turn around and cancel Facebook and get rid of that account, that a lot of this would stop. There's, there's Well, I think we're, I'm more. up against the clock, so let me interrupt. The time to do that was back in 2010 and 2011. There's not, you know, I, there's... There's Facebook isn't going to be punished because Andrea K gets rid of her profile because I don't pay to go on there. Where that works is when there's some kind of economic fallout for them on the other side. There would have to be millions of people like you that do that, to cancel Facebook and get right. rid of it. The problem is, is there's never been an alternative, including truth, that you're, you're, it's just... That would be great. It's not going to happen. So I got to leave it there, Jack. I always appreciate your calling. I really do any of this stuff and I don't miss it and I don't think you would miss it either well I would miss it because I've got family across the country and one of the things that Facebook does for me is gives me an opportunity to be able to connect with them visually have them post pictures see you know videos of my little nieces doing things and you know and 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 so there are many good aspects to social media it's like everything else where it can be abused and people need to bring a sense of their own responsibility and propriety to their usage and so there's that element as well when it comes to social media. Got to leave it there, Jack. I'm up against a break. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. By now. It's an interesting discussion. You guys want to weigh in? Do, who agrees with Jack? 888-344-1170. Skins, you don't do hardly any social media anymore. Nope. 
I don't. I don't miss it at all. The one thing I do miss is, like you said, I did have family and friends scattered throughout the country that you could connect with. But for me, wasn't enough to combat everything else. It's just yeah. it, for me, it's a it's a saner world being off it. Well, you know, I'm able to. You know, I like connecting with my sorority sisters and seeing who's doing what's what, right? I like to, I like the videos. I like, there's, there's so much more positive for me than there is negative in it. And in part because one of the things I stopped doing was I don't argue with trolls. If there's, if there's a troll, and it doesn't even happen that much anymore because people stopped engaging. Um, I don't, I don't have to let it get nasty. I don't let, I don't let lefties come and troll me and attack any of my friends and family. I, so basically it's a means of me communicating with friends and family. And to me, that's what it was intended to do. And, um, so that's why I like it. Going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K show. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Going to read a few comments here before the break. Had a caller, Jack from Oceanside, called in saying, you know, he thinks social media is more bad than good. He's not on there, doesn't miss it. I put the question out there to you guys. What do you guys think? Elaine says there are positive and negatives to almost everything. I know I would get a lot more projects completed without the Internet, but I also would not be able to interact with people all over the world without social media. My biggest concern is the propaganda and misinformation and disinformation tool that it has become and the overlords that control it and us. Um, thank you, Elaine. Good comment there. Frankie says, I love connecting with family, alumni, buddies, and all of y'all. Uh, never thought I'd enjoy social media either. Um, Sandra says, I, I love connecting with family and in, in Texas. So I think, I think on balance, I think it is, I think it's like anything else. I think it's all in how you use it. Um, question for you guys. I saw no, another question. DeSantis in Florida, and y'all know that I'm a true crime person, um, not because I'm macabre, but because I I love prosecutors. I was into forensics long before any of that became like CSI TV shows. And what got me into forensics was actually Fatal Vision, which was the Jeffrey McDonald case. Um, Google it if you haven't if you haven't watched uh, read the book uh, by Joe McGinnis or seen the movie I did as as at, at a young age and became fascinated by it and what these prosecutors do and bring justice to, to the families is is interesting to me um and i absolutely believe in the death penalty here's a question for you guys though desantis is floating the idea that when it comes and and there's the penalty there's the um guilt or innocence phase of the trial and then there's the sentencing phase of the trial so if somebody's up for the death penalty that's not determined right away necessarily it's it's initially about is somebody guilty or innocent and then there's another trial that has to do with the death penalty right if the state wants to pursue the death penalty in both cases right now there needs to be a unanimous um it it, it, it i don't know it doesn't have to be unanimous um in terms of, I think, it, to guilty or innocent, just a majority. But, right, am I right about that? But when it comes to the death penalty, it has to be unanimous. And DeSantis right now is floating the idea that when it comes to death penalty, that it doesn't have to be unanimous. What are your thoughts on that, Skin? Should it be? I have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think it's something to ponder. I don't think it's uh, something you can just give a, a straight shot answer to right away. I, I'm for the death penalty. I do think it should be unanimous. I do, because that is the toughest penalty under law. Um, we do have rogue prosecutors. If you look at what they tried to do to Kyle Rittenhouse, not all prosecutors are the good guys like um, Small Sacrifices, another great book. If you guys aren't familiar with the Small Sacrifices story, Diane Downs. And that prosecutor not only worked, took him years years to get her convicted but he adopted her two surviving children just an amazing story yeah and and that's the thing thinking about it here for a second andrea it's it's not a decision that you want to get wrong and so to have everybody on board with that i think is probably the best practice Mm -hmm. all right you've got some good news that you want to share i do i do i know some people are tired of hearing about it but i think (laughs) it's actually is good news in a realm of uh, the like the award ceremonies, the Grammys, the Oscars. People have I used to love them. I can't stand them now. Couldn't couldn't care less. But to see a movie that really took the world, especially the U.S. by storm, Top Gun Maverick. It's actually besides the almost one point five billion dollars that it earned at the box office, it is up for six Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, which I'm hoping it gets, along with Adapted Screenplay. Sound, film editing, visual effects, and best original song. Yeah, the uh, that must be the song Gaga. Gaga Lady song Gaga uh, tune, "Hold My Hand." Yeah, um, I'm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've gotten emails from people that are like, "Look, Skins needs to stop talking about this Top Gun Maverick because we're wore out on it. Not everybody loved the movie that much." But let me tell you, I was actually surprised to hear that it had been nominated for Best Picture because this was not a woke film. This, in any way. In any way. It was not, um, you know, it, some people said that it really wasn't as pro-America as other people um, and like Skins think it is. It was absolutely a pro-America movie. It was absolutely pro-America. Up and down. And if you are somebody that is all about diversity, equity, and inclusion, it was in there for you. There were there were fighter pilots of all, you know, looks and persuasions. It just wasn't all, rammed down your throat. All skin colors. And you know what? I can't even remember the makeup because that wasn't what their characters were about. It was like they were just pilots who just happened to look a certain way, right? They were the best of the best who just happened to look a certain way or be a certain gender. Exactly. And it was missing any trans crap. And I that for that, I am entirely grateful. There was absolutely none of that crap pushed down our throat. And it was just an incredibly well-made movie. Uh, I think our GM actually tells me that, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was him who said that he actually liked it better than the original. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um, and a full disclosure, though, I have family that worked on the sound of the movie that are super excited if it wins an Academy Award because then that would be a win for them as well. And, but I will tell you, many people, it's a large production. Many people worked on sound. So uh, my family member wasn't, it wasn't like it was only three people. So he, if, if they win for sound, my family member is not going to go up on stage and, and accept the, the Oscar. Um, but it will certainly be a major achievement. Joe, and I'm not even disappointed that Cruz wasn't nominated for Best Actor because he had so many different hands-on experiences in that movie, especially as yeah. producer. Yeah. Um, Sandra's saying that Elvis was also nominated. I did not know that. I yep. know that that Austin Butler, I believe he won a Golden Globe. I, I'm going to try to watch that. I didn't watch it because I just felt like it was too much in the opening about, you know, what's his face in a fat suit. And it was too much about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. And it was, you know, I really, I wanted to watch a movie about Elvis, not about, you know, 
Colonel Parker or whatever, but I may I may have to rewatch it. What do you guys think? Should I re should I not rewatch it? I didn't make it past the first five minutes. Um uh not really a lot of comments here. Elaine says beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's on the guilty. Um I think when it comes to the penalty phase of the death penalty, um typically what happens at that point is you will have um family victim statements. You will have family members of the guilty that will come and ask for mercy. Um, they'll they'll present if there's any mitigating circumstances, like maybe this person committed this crime because they were abused as a kid. Um, you know, so um, I think for now, I think I'm okay with leaving. I like where DeSantis is going because basically we don't have enough. Uh, we don't we don't have enough. Um, What's the word I'm looking for to stop people from from to we don't have enough deterrence in our criminal system to stop people from committing heinous crimes. Getting back to Facebook, Sandra says Elvis is good. You have to make it to the middle at least. I tell you what, Sandra, I am going to definitely make it to the middle. In fact, Sandra sent me a follow up story I don't have time to get into tonight that has to do with the YMCA story here in San Diego. I'm going to save that tomorrow. But I will end on a great note, though. The San Diego City Council did officially vote to remove the COVID regulations and the COVID vax shot mandates for city workers in San Diego. So that's definitely, definitely great news. Long time coming. It's going to, I think it, it takes effect at the end of February, February 20, either February 23rd or February 28th. Alongside the dismissal of all the California stuff. Right. And, you know, um, were employees that got fired that didn't want the shot, are they going to be rehired? They're going to get their benefits back? was the same with the military. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel my heart bleeds for those people. Yeah. And let me tell you, as a, as a child of two Marines, I mean, the benefits, the lifetime of medical care, being able to shop, you know, at the commissary and at the exchange to lose that. It's like you, you've already taken a job. It's one of the main reasons why, you know, it, it only one of the few reasons why it could ever make sense financially for somebody to join the service is those things. I think Ted Cruz is, is introducing legislation to try to get them rehired and have their benefits restored. So that's a story we need to keep watch on. Hey, don't forget, we've got a 24 hour hotline, 844-814-5227, because we're wrapping tonight's show. But you can still call in and talk to me, 844 814 5227. Peace out. Love you all. See you tomorrow for Hump Day. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.